an act of great solidarity, turning up in Moscow just days after Vladimir Putin was indicted for war crimes. And it's an emphatic rejection of that rules-based order that both leaders portray as a Western construct. I think what really makes this uh, visit very significant, it is really right after a year that Russia's invasion towards Ukraine. And obviously Russia is seeking for greater endorsement from Beijing, greater support from Beijing, that as if Xi's visit would be equi equivalent that Beijing accept this invasion in full. However, I think Beijing treats this very differently. Um, Beijing considers this visit, firstly, it is really to stabilize the bilateral relationship, continue to offer political and diplomatic support on Russia at international stage. In the best Cold War traditions, the leaders wrote articles for publication at the start of the summit. President Putin's in the People's Daily insisted the crisis in Ukraine was provoked and is being diligently fueled by the West, and implied they wanted to do the same in the Asia-Pacific. President Xi's article was more of a bromide on the importance of good relations and the need for a rational and results-orientated dialogue on Ukraine. But while protocol presents an image of equals, the Sino-Russian power imbalance is growing. Everything that Xi Jinping says about the historic opportunity, about the decline of liberal democracy, about making China great again, it makes it very clear that, that China is the bigger power. You just have to look at the relative size of the economy. You have to look at the, the you know, Xi Jinping can travel around the world, go wherever he likes, you know, and, and see whoever he likes. Putin is increasingly isolated. While Russia can still lay on an impressive honor guard, few think the Kremlin's recent military adventures in Ukraine have enhanced their reputation. And as the war grinds on, the Kremlin is relying on President Xi to help them obtain chips and other components for new Russian weapons. But as for actually furnishing Chinese missiles or other systems, that's not on the agenda this week. Well, firstly, let's look into the composition of this entourage for Xi Jinping. And so far, what we have received, the public information, is that Xi Jinping is accompanied by his two top diplomats, the Foreign Minister Qin Gang and, and Wang Yi, who is China's top diplomat, and also his chief of staff, which compare with the previous visit that Xi Jinping conducted to Moscow, that also include central bank governors, also include senior staffs from People's Liberation Army. But this time, these people are not there. So obviously, I think the any military, meaningful military exchanges are really off the table. If the composition of the Chinese delegation and recent proposal of peace terms suggests a desire on Xi's behalf to bring the Ukraine war to an end, can that possibly be serious? There have been no high-level Chinese visits to Ukraine since the Russian invasion, just the prospect now being touted by Beijing of a Xi-Zelensky phone call. Ukraine has been absent as, as a player. You know, that the war was caused in the Chinese and Russian view by NATO's expansion eastwards, by the United States. There was no mention of any, any will on the part of Ukraine at all. So even a call to Zelensky is a step forward. And so we have to pay some attention to the process to see if, if China is going to advance it seriously or if it is going to be used as a, as a cover for continued support for Russia, whatever happens. So for the talks to stand a chance of actually bringing peace, China's leader will have to shift position 
and put some pressure on Vladimir Putin outside the range of microphones.